My plan is going perfectly, Adric. Once the cartoon podcast is mine, I will control the city. <laughs> Kinda. I like Kinda. I tried. I, I think you know? it was good. I think it was good. It's a very iconic laugh. Yeah. Dr. Wiley Dr. does Wiley. for some reason. <laughs> uh, anyway, hey, this is the On Twos podcast uh, where we talk about cartoons. That's Adric. Oh, and yeah. I'm Will. Uh, what, uh, what, uh, what did we watch? Uh, well,. Yeah, I mean it's it's your special birthday episode. It's my special birthday episode. So of course we watched <laughs> the Mega Man cartoon. <laughs> I think when I initially pitched this, what I actually wanted to watch was the um, the anime because like the anime is pretty good. But honestly, I'm glad we watched this. This was uh, oh, I wasn't a able to wild ride. Yeah, the anime didn't even pop up when I first did this. Although this is all done by an anime studio. Um, really? like Which it's, one? it's, it's Ruby Spears productions, but then, uh, they seem to have shopped it all out to, uh, oh, I want to say like Toshi animation or something like that. Yeah. The one that I was, um, uh, initially thinking of, and again, I'm glad we watched this one. It was fucking hilarious. Was Mega Man NT oh, Warrior. Yeah. That was the, the anime and manga that, <laughs> manga, manga that, that came out. At the same time as Mega Man Battle Network, which is... Ashi Production Co. Ashi Production Co. Limited. Oh, well, if it's limited. Yeah. Um, this anime was also called the Rockman EXE anime. Hmm. It is... God, we'll get into that in the first episode, but yeah. it's it's really weird to me that they called him Rock <laughs> for quite a while there. I gotta... I gotta... I, have a, I do have a confession to make in that this is maybe the first time that i ever I, I i can't remember if it happened if this exact same thing happened before but i don't i never knew why roll was called roll until fucking, oh <laughs> he kept Light saying like, rock and roll no, rock and roll yeah. <laughs> yeah and then there's beat and rush and bass yeah. and i cannot believe yeah. i didn't get that wait what's rush <laughs> i don't i don't get that maybe i don't know uh, music i mean at the very least there's a band called Rush. That's true. But I think it's a musical term. And this That's is why we should have had Miles on. God damn. Yeah. Miles just to, to fill in our musical knowledge. But why Miles, we have five words that we need you to just say why they're music things. <laughs> all right. See ya. <laughs> okay. Bye. Five things why we need you to uh, to tell us why they're music things. Also, why is Cutman called Cutman? Also, why is Cutman a Peter Lorre impression? I know. Is it not literally Peter Lorre? No, it's not. That's I think Peter up. Lorre was like dead by then. 1994? Well, I don't know. Because he was like a really like a black and white actor. Like he, he was in oh, the wow, fucking yeah. Maltese Falcon. Yeah. Jesus. But he, it's not even so much his voice, but the impression of him that was done on Looney Tunes has basically continued on. <laughs> yeah. That's nuts. What a weird thing for your, like, uh, your, I don't know, 
one of your henchmen? No, just like the of the of the things for it to stick in the consciousness of the the global culture and like extend into the world. Imagine after you die, and the thing that's remembered the most about you is an impression that somebody else has done of your voice. Yeah. <laughs> Is Mel Blank making fun of you? Yeah. Terry Classen. Terry Classen, you're going to have to answer for your fucking crimes. Why'd you do that, boy? Your sins. Yeah. Terry Classen is, is cut man. Ian Jones Corlett um, was. Yeah, was I looked man. him up, but, but like, he doesn't really have many. He, he's one of those, like, you know, other voices people. Yeah. Uh, he's see, like he was... a bunch of stuff. He played. um. What I remember him for is that he plays uh, Goku in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. That's what yeah. he seemed the most familiar for. But he's also, <laughs> that's funny, he's in Destiny 2 The Witch Queen as uh, Finch, <laughs> who's a, uh, a little ghost guy. That actually. Oh, he's also I'm other trying. voices in Hearthstone. Oh. Yeah, he's in a ton of stuff. Yeah. I wow. mean, when, it seems like once you get into that industry and you start doing like video games as as well as yeah cartoons then it's just like yeah all right just he was dog sled driver in playmobil the movie i mean he was in camp candy who played um proto man because proto man was super recognizable uh god i want to say that was scott mcneil Ooh, michael donovan played jet that's the name of my uncle Ooh, (laughs) hold up i think this has come up before it has all right i'm gonna say it the exact same way every time all right. Also, have you seen the picture uh, of Scott McNeil? Because this man looks amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He looks like, you know... Uh, the the Crocodile guy. What? He looks like Crocodile Dundee. He does not look like Paul Hogan. The, with the hat? He, he has the same hat, but, like, the hair and everything is wildly different. Oh, that's true. Wow, I just had a completely different memory of what Crocodile Dundee looked like. I was fully, fully convinced. His hat doesn't even look that similar. Yeah. Um, my apologies go out to the, the Crocodile Dundee um, estate. Uh, I, w- I would say what he looks like is Dime Store Ted Nugent. That's more accurate. But. <laughs> wow. Dime Store Ted Nugent. I think that this guy has had a, All right. a, yeah, a better I, impact on the world He's probably a better person than Ted Nugent. Yeah. So we can say D- Ted Nugent is Dime Store Scott McNeil um yeah i can i can roll yeah that. all right um this image is the fifth response when uh or fifth search result when you uh search for images of him on google oh okay so maybe we're not on board with scott mcneil i i don't know i don't know um we're also not going to tell the uh the listeners what this image was just google um right scott mcneil if you want to so anyway, anyway we've, we've fucked around. Mega, <laughs> Mega, Megaman cartoon. Are you telling me there's a also? Mega? I feel I feel comfortable saying it that way because they keep calling other robots like Gutsman and shit like that yeah. during this I, cartoon. I think this is where the um, Kojimaism of calling people diehard men came from. Actually. Yeah, he watched this show and was like, "Man, I fucking love how that sounds." Like, oh, that sounds like a real person's name. Yeah. Um, what did you... Uh, so, um, we watched the first three episodes, as, as we usually do. Um, what was your, your general impression of the show? I mean, it's it looks cooler than most of the uh, versions of this show that are basically the same thing. Yeah, it looks like decent. 
Yeah. It's it's weird. Like it feels like there are three different tiers of animation happening here or three different tiers of artwork. Yeah. So you have your top tier, which is that intro that <laughs> fucking rocks. Like it's so good. It's so good. That the, like they wrote two lines of lyrics and just leaned in. Robots. Yeah, the fucking America man. Um and also just the uh the like cut in on on Mega Man being like fully machine. Yeah, um, like all all of that looking at the inside of him yeah. looks so fucking cool. Yeah, they went all in. Um So oh, that's Roll like your top tier. Voiced by Robin Ross, who's in like a bunch of T V shows. I think Robin Ross may have um done the Maybe most the most famous person out of all of these people good for you yeah um anyway yeah you have that like top tier animation the the intro then you have the normal show which is kind of par for the course (laughs) for the era but like a little bit it's like a bit above par yeah i would say even even maybe uh moments of it are good even like, there's a couple of, like, fight moves that are solid. Um, there's a couple of, like, I don't know, uh, points of, like, I don't know, drama. Where it's like, okay, yeah, it, it, it looks as though multiple people made this scene and um, spent time doing so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, it, like, it it looks pretty good. That's the nicest thing I have to say about this show. Yeah. <laughs> Then you have your your bottom tier of art here, which is these fucking eye catches. Yeah. That Ugh. they do. Like, all the anatomy looks wrong. It's the so eye funny. lines are completely off. <laughs> like, everything looks so fucked. Not to mention they also happen with, like, literally nothing but the five seconds of end credits before them. You know? Oh, it's God. It's not even... That used to... When I was a kid, that would always annoy me. Yeah. And and you would figure out which shows do it. So you could just be like, oh, all right, well, they're, just you know, that's the last cut. We're off. just going to yeah. go make a fucking sandwich it's or like, whatever. Check what time it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, the number one thing that I'd like our listeners to take away from this, or at least that I took away from this as a production... I didn't even I didn't hate the plots necessarily as long as you view Dr. Light as a villain then everything makes sense to me and completely tracks. I mean, I I did have a problem with the plot in the first one cuz they were kind of setting it up as the like hey, Mega Man's uh like you know, dumping on roll for no reason and it's because like, he was programmed by a villain. Yeah. Like, as long as you view, view all of these robots as extensions of either Dr. Light or Dr. Wily's personality, and the two of them are just, like, two arch-villains who have slightly different views on how all of this should turn out, and so are, like, fighting each other, but but are two gay men who are in love with each other and cannot kill each other, then I mm-hmm. think that all of this makes sense. Both of them definitely hate women. Absolutely. Oh, I mean, they programmed the misogyny right into Mega Man. Right into Mega Man. Like, exact, Like, they could not have built this to be more of a, like, like, and he doesn't, like, respond to it at all, either. Like, like, Light yeah. 
is in the room when Mega Man shows up and is like, "No, you can't help me. You're too stupid and dumb. You're you you're everything dumb up. shit, lady robot. Yeah, how dare get you even f- ask yeah. me? Anyway, let me get on my dog and get the fuck out of here. And Light is like, right behind him, like, uh huh, yep, no, that that all tracks. Good job, Mega Man. I'm glad that you uh, are are perpetrating into the world the views that I truly believe. Yep. <laughs> and it, it's also just like. Fucking. He also gave his first robot a red hat. <laughs> God. <laughs> it's it's just it is just Elon Musk and Bill Gates fighting over which version of, you know, a terrible product. A horrible nightmare we're going to come up. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is a hellish world, but it's also like relatively believable. You know what I mean? That there's just, like, some guy with um, enough technology who doesn't give a shit about whether or not he should do any of the things that he's doing. And then some other guy. just like, I made this robot that freezes things. I made this robot that kills people. It'll help people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I cannot believe that it is doing the thing that I programmed it to kill people. God, it's, it's just that old tweet, the... This woman raised $10,000 to stop the or- orphan crushing machine. <laughs> why Why did it cost $10,000 to, cru- to stop the orphan crushing machine? And why is there an orphan crushing machine? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that's that's all of the, the plot of this. It's just these two fucking it, guys. Yeah. It also plays out that, like, he only made one lady robot. Yeah, and no, he made two. Like, he made two because he made another one in, oh, in episode two. Yeah, the, there was the uh, the enhanced cleaning robot. <laughs> he made the cleaning robot and the cleaning oh, no, robot there's... Mark II. Okay, there's three because there was also the um, the makeup robot. Um, it wasn't clear none, that he made none that of one, this pulls it, away it's from it. True. Yeah, none of this pulls away from him just being a horrible misogynist. Absolutely. Yeah, and <laughs> just, just him like, being like, "Well, here's a, here I'm going to make this makeup robot, so better get out the robo titties." <laughs> and um, yeah, so so for those of you who aren't aware, um, in in all of the Mega Man stories, so like this one is like a variation on canon, um, but like in all the Mega Man stories, Doctor Light and Doctor Wily used to work together, and then Doctor Wily went rogue. Um, and in this one, it's because uh, Dr. Light blamed his uh, his shitty programming for why yeah. Proto Man, the prototype man, uh, failed. <laughs> Just, it was also extremely funny how he <laughs> failed. <laughs> Just like goes over, smashes a wall, picks up a thing and drops it on himself. <laughs> Kill me. I don't want to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just caves in a building on himself (laughs) within the first 10 seconds of say a word yeah it's really great and uh and then dr wiley like goes to steal the plans that he worked on presumably like the plans to make all of the the construction robots and like in in the the like canon of the Mega Man games it's it's only slightly different like um light and wiley had been working together to like uh, improved society for a long period of time and like had made a bunch mm-hmm. of these like utility robots and then yep 
Uh, like Snake Man. Like, yeah. I mean, like... You know? We need a, for, a drain snake. For snake stuff. Better make him look like an actual <laughs> snake. Yeah. He's the plumbing robot. I don't know if that's he? actually true. No. All right. Because <laughs> there are, like, dumb shit explanations for every single one of these as far as, like, you know, there's an explanation for, like, oh, Pharaoh he's... Man. Yeah. And it's just like, well, he would go into... Uh, fucking egyptian like old pyramids because he wouldn't die from all the booby traps because <laughs> he knows by looking like a pharaoh okay well, I do no because he's a robot so like poison doesn't work on no, him sure and they just needed to crib them uh, the visual motif for fun yeah so i did look it up and snake man is a robot master with a snake motif created by dr wiley and dr light to investigate narrow areas and survey topography on uninhabited planets marked for development. Um, with his quick and lively body, he's well suited to work on any kind of terrain. So he just and I'll he, be doing this for every um, character. Okay, that we talk so about. he just goes into holes. Yeah, he that's just goes his job. Holes. This hole was made for me. <laughs> Snake man, you can't keep saying that about every tube. <laughs> it um, doesn't wind up like the comic. <laughs> yeah. Keep doing it. Uh, so Doctor Wiley, like. Um, went and reprogrammed all of these robots that the two of them made together. Um, he didn't like steal the plans and go make all of them. Um, right. But that's the only only like big difference. Oh, and the fact well, and that... he didn't in this either. At least the like the main ones, you see that Doctor Light made them, and then Doctor Wiley comes in and steals them. Um. Yeah, they also get destroyed over and over again. Like... Uh, I mean that happens in the cart. You're in the That's true, video yeah. game. Um, what was up with the also the Metaur uh, being on Doctor Light's side? They're like the the number one um, Goomba enemy in in Mega Man. Oh, the those little guys, yeah, the little ball ball looking guys. Um, I thought that they that Doctor Light typically had some of them in his lab and, and anyway like you know presumably they're little construction guys that uh dr wiley stole yeah um he just stole their little just stole just a like fucking like robots. 18 wheeler stuffed with them <laughs> um in the uh uh in Mega Man 6 they they actually show up in these uh like gachapon style dispensers and just like get sort of spat out and yeah, i just sent you a picture of it it's very cute oh hell yeah i love them awesome i fucking love these little guys like... i do love the design on them and like the way that they play out in the game where it's like oh well you can't shoot them until they show their eyes yeah and they're they're great enemy design they're really awesome um i don't i'm, I'm gonna take a, a brief break to talk about why i i wanted to do Mega Man, um specifically and it's that yeah. i Fucking... You're just gonna say super fighting robot Mega Man like I... ten times in a row and then fight to save <laughs> the world. Exactly. You understand it completely. I don't even need yeah. to say anything else. Um no, Mega Man's one of my favorite video game series. Like I love not only the the old games, but those are like some of the, the last that I played. I think the first one that I played of the like classical um side scroller was Mega Man and Base. Um, back in, mm. um, uh, what was that? Oh, it was like Windows 98 version of that. I like had a floppy disk with, um, 
Mega Man and Base on it. And then, but the the ones that I was the most attached to and played through, like, all of them was um, the Mega Man Battle Network series. They're just, like, some of my favorite games and have stuck with me beyond anything else. And there's, like, nothing quite like them, even to this day. There's um, uh, a game that came out relatively recently called um, uh, One Step from Eden that, like, is a roguelike that plays on a, on a similar axis, and I, I really huh. like it, but nothing quite like what about what about 20xx and 30xx those are those are like classical mega man games those aren't battle network games they're like uh the mega man x games yeah yeah which are the ones that i really liked growing up i played the ever loving hell out of every mega man x game that i could find they're so when good. i was a kid the enemy design is really good the environments and the pixel art was the thing for me though it's like uh you know they're not too inspiring of of or inspired of designs, but it's the also the reason why I can't get into like twenty xx and thirty xx is that they just like don't feel the same. They don't have the same vibes. Um, yeah, because Mega Man Zero was was the side scroller that I really really got into. Oh yeah, sure. I guess thirty XX looks really good now that I'm looking at some of these screens. I'd only seen there's still yeah they're still updating it, um, and they keep coming out with like here's their latest game changes. Uh, I don't know. I ain't reading all that. I basically <laughs> I I basically do a run every time that they that they update. Yeah. Um, and it's a it's a good fun game. Um. It's a good fun game. I, I mean, I just it's a it's a classic formula, but I think the the Mega Man games and specifically Mega Man Zero just like straight up perfected that shit. Yeah, I don't know that I've played. I know I have played Mega Man Zero, but yeah. I, it doesn't stick out in my memory. The thing about Mega Man Zero that like is the is the game changer is one the um, artist who did the work for it, Toru Nakayama, who's who's just like a, a freelance artist who. Um, was commissioned at the start of Mega Man Zero, which was supposed to be just like a relatively chill spin-off game, is just like truly fucking inspired. Um, and his <laughs> robot designs, I'm going to send you a, a picture of some of his illustration work. He does this like translucency and like handling of light oh, on yeah. all of these that I, I'm just fucking obsessed with. His character work is um, has, has stuck with me so much. They're chunky and fluid and like um, well and there's enough there's enough detail in there to like imply that it's a real robot type thing yes um like it kind of reminds me of uh like transformers comics when they're done really well Ooh, exactly because they'll, they'll put like that quantity of detail into the artwork and like the right amount of like shell to interior look at like the the physicality of the thing i think that's like the right balance where it's it like oh yeah you can just see on the joints like where all the all the stuff matches up yeah um anyway oh and the other thing about about the Mega Man zero games that i think makes them um an improvement on the Mega Man x formula is just the you always have all well, until the later games where you can swap swap out your loadout which is its own cool deal you always have both a buster shot, your like normal plasma shot, and then you have mm-hmm. a sword at all times. 
and so yeah the sword's always good you can balance out your mechanics and then they add in each of the games they added a a new weapon type and so they added like a spear or a chain shot or uh, that you could use as a as a grapple hook or like a pogo stick um just like an additional movement technique um built into your your weapons and then across all mega mans including um these and including the this show that we just watched another thing is the is the copy power um the ability to uh, take a defeated enemy, or in this case, in the show, it says an just enemy that you touch. hold someone's hand. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> uh, take on their um, their ability. And uh, okay, now in the video game, how long did it take before the robots stopped saying he took my ability? <laughs> um, I presume because here it was episode three. <laughs> uh, they really needed to clarify. Um, yeah what was happening they needed you to know you the viewer to realize that when he touches the thing and it glows and then a little thing shows up with his forehead that he copied their ability they made the decision between um doing a whole uh like character redesign every time that he steals a power or (laughs) just um saying that line out loud for the first three episodes and that's what they decided on yep well, they also made the decision to just not do any exposition whatsoever during this intro. Which is um, it's good. one of the better decisions. <laughs> yeah, because the, the intro still rocks. Yeah, it absolutely ro- fucking rolls. <laughs> <laughs> they really um, did, like, I, I know it cued you into the thing, but, like... You needed to stop saying, I need to go find rock and roll. Like, that type <laughs> of thing. It's just like... He needs to go find rock and roll. He's really becoming yeah. lame. Anyway, uh, Mega, Man, Mega Man Corner, or Adric Mega Man Corner, can, can end now. And uh, just go play the Mega Man Zero games. Or more importantly, go play the Battle Network games, because there's nothing fucking like them. Aside from apparently one step from Eden. <sighs> Barely. And that's no insult to one step from Eden. It's a great game. Yeah. It just ain't the same. Uh, so anyway, then we do introduce a role, which was extremely funny to me because they just did the, like, oh, she's a girl and she's pretty. And then Dr. Doctor Light immediately walks over and is like, you can think of her as your sister. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like don't even think about it, dickhead. <laughs> I'm gonna get right ahead of this one. <laughs> yep. Let me let me nip this one right in the bud. Yeah, that was great. It was just good delivery too. Um, I wrote down a couple of lines that I I particularly enjoyed in this, and it sounded like you did too. Oh yeah. Um, my first one was uh, and it took until like episode two, I think, for this to even happen. They're like fighting in the diner, and Mega Man says, "I was almost the blue plate special." And I fucking cackled at that. I thought that was very funny. I mean, mine, mine are more just like, like not the puns so much. It's just like in episode one when Doctor Wiley's like, "I hate Mega Man. He ruins everything." <laughs> it's just like so, so on the nose. Uh-huh. Um, oh, there's an, another one. Um, Mega Man. Uh, 
is like this is when Wiley using electricity manages to like control everything somehow. It's a tenuous explanation at best. Um, yeah, but uh, Mega Man says, "A pet toaster." What do you do when you can't trust the cops? Call the fire department. And <laughs> I just, it doesn't make any sense, but I just love that it is delivered with like complete confidence as though this is just like a normal thing that everybody understands in this world. Right. Um, and it was one of those that like really grounded me in a like, okay, this like is maybe one of the more plausible future representations of our world that I've ever seen. Although it does, Dr. Wiley's plans always seem extremely half-baked. Like his, his first one is he's going to take over the airport and then we won't have air traffic. And then the city will fucking bow to his whims. (laughs) Like, okay. It would work is the thing. Like put that into a, uh, a modern like, you is know. that all I need to do? Like, if I if I just go take over the post office, is, like, will will I control the whole city? Like, the mayor will just hand me the keys? Well, not the post office. How, the yeah, how low can I... shit about the post office. But... Yeah. <laughs> um, like, how low down the totem pole can you go before it's just like, well, we don't, we don't really care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think maybe the post office is that is that line. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, I'll just check my email, I guess. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of people depend on the post office, and I think that would be a faulty understanding of the stakes of controlling the post office. However, I do believe that, like, that is how people would, re- would react. So, anyway, yeah, episode two, he takes over the power company. He goes to the electric company yep. and somehow uses the, like you were saying, the electricity to control all mechanical or all electrical things <laughs> everywhere. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Um, I did like the like little war game simulation that they were, that they did the first time where they played through the scene and they killed Mega Man and then they were like, Okay, now let's do it for real. Yeah. And they play out exactly the same scene using a lot of the same animation frames. Yes. <laughs> like, well, we sure saved a bunch of money there. Let's go. <laughs> it's very clever. Um, the recurring theme is that Proto Man, who like hangs out with Wiley, is was created from the same like schematics basically as Mega Man, and um, uh, well, he's a bad boy. And. He he's the only one who wants to defeat Mega Man, and so he gets pissed off every time that Wily, that even in this uh, scenario, kills Mega Man because he's like, "You fucking asshole! You promised that I could do it." It's also just like, come on, th- like this isn't even a real one. Just let me get to the fun. Yeah, let me do it here. Let him do the thing that he wants to. How rude of of Wily to make, because he the thing you got to remember is that that. All of these are programmed, like, by these people. And so, like, this whole scenario that's being played out is essentially just, like, LARPing fanfiction for White and Wily to, like, do these things. They made a robot. He he made Proto Man want to do this. Like, that was part of the the construction. 
And then he just enjoys that's, that's the process whole... of like disappointing him over and over again. Yeah. He decided that that's what he wants to do is just cock proto man <laughs> for the entirety of the series. It's grotesque. The whole thing is grotesque. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, anyway, then, uh, God, shit just keeps happening in this, because Mega Man gets locked into the bathroom that gets filled with acid. Yeah, what the fuck was that? And, like, so there's a spy in their midst, and the spy, like, um, welds shut the door, and... um, And then then puts a hose of acid in there. Unsure where the hose is coming from. Unsure... (laughs) how the acid can melt Mega Man, but not this hose. Um, or the door. Yeah. Or, also just like, like, you know, any of the other the stuff. Or Yeah. Yeah. Like, why, why is Mega Man more prone to this acid than any of these other people? And also, like, fucking, it's, it's implied, and maybe just, like, Mega Man thinks this and doesn't know anything. I choose to believe in this scene that Mega Man is, like, totally fucking fine and just, like, thinks that he's going to, yeah. to be melt, melted by the acid. But um, he seems to completely believe that he will be in one I'm second. I'm pretty sure that neither Mega Man nor Dr. Wily have any clue what titanium is or how it works. Yeah. Because they just keep mentioning it. I mean, and this it's... is 1994 and, and titanium is definitely played off as just like a Calvin Ball material. Of like it does. Yeah, where it's just like, ah, this might as well be adamantium. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, like, fucking Wolverine's claws were titanium back in... No, those were adamantium. Were they? Okay, damn. Yeah. I'm stupid. No, Stan Lee was smart enough to make up shit and just be like, well, this is basically magic. (sighs) I mean, that's the answer. We're trying to give real elements. Yeah. Right. That's that's why unobtainium is... (laughs) Unobtainium is the smallest of the sins of that movie. (laughs) I genuinely have not watched Avatar. That's great. Like, I I know it's one of those ones that, like... And and now we have the second one coming out, but it's one of those ones where it's like, all right, this had its moment, and then it fell off a fucking cliff. Completely disappeared. Yeah. It's gone. That's fine. So then... So, yeah, then we go to a department store. Yeah, and roll... Man, I just fucking hate how they characterize role in this. And and that's why I remind myself that Light did this and did this on purpose. Because Yeah. This is it's like it's like a an in universe version of the writers wrote these characters to be this way, where yeah. Light programmed these robots to be this way. Like he programmed role to like not have the effective tools to deal with these situations right but also to want to and to like need to for this the sole purpose i imagine of like attempting to humiliate her every time that she tries to do something valuable (laughs) and um that's why light's a fucking asshole yeah yeah that completely tracks is the worst (laughs) it's also just very funny that they (laughs) like why is there a beautician robot why is this his plan for how to kill her? Like, what is... Yeah, none of it makes any sense. Like, you're in a department store. Just get the... Like, there's a... 
if you're in America, there's just a gun section. <laughs> and it's you can just get those. Yeah. Yeah. Absurdity. Yeah. So yeah, Mega Man saves uh, Roll from the 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 bad makeup robot, and then all of the other electronics in the <laughs> stores start chasing them, just like tottering towards them. So then they decide to get on a train. They jump on the subway, which notably those are electric. Yeah, and also it's one of the most unrealistic parts of um, this whole future is that, um, I guess unless this is taking place in New York, but it didn't seem like it was, that there would be a working subway system in 20XDX. God, yeah, New York seems incorrect, I'm just gonna, I guess, Detroit? Detroit is actually what I was thinking, too. Like... And for future Detroit to have a working subway system seems yeah, that is Yeah, that is very unrealistic. Yeah. Maybe it's Chicago? Maybe it's Chicago. I could see this being Chicago. Yeah. yeah. That tracks. Um, yeah, and, and to your point, this should have been controlled by Wiley also. But it does seem like maybe he has to like know and to pay attention somewhat to the thing that he's controlling. He's yeah, I guess they don't all have cameras system. in them, so he oh. just doesn't know where they've gone. Maybe this is Detroit, and the subway system is just coal-powered um, and is <laughs> <laughs> not connected to the grid at all. And that's in, Not ventilated either, <laughs> no. and they're still using leaded gas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. Uh so then uh, Mega Man just fucking finds Wily and beats his ass. Like, yeah, that's it. That's what happens in the other episodes, too. It, it is kind of just the way that it goes. Yeah, just gets his ass kicked. Right. And then they, yeah, and then they always just do a joke with with Rush. Yeah. And that's it. Where he's like, <laughs> I want to eat. Yeah. Although, I need food. I did at the end of this episode. Um, so they reprogrammed Made Robot to uh, just be a servant for the dog, um, which is a comeuppance, Nightmare. I guess, for the robot that was made to do this by these two men, and then they punished by. It's insane. Um, yeah, but there it's... is a moment where <sighs> Rush says, "Ruff, ruff, walkies." And I fucking lost it at that. <laughs> I thought that was so good. God, it does have that, like, when you look into it, it kind of has that same feeling to it of, like, the people playing D&D and doing the whole, like, dice prison thing. Yeah. Where it's just like, no, it's just, like, this. it doesn't have sentience, really. Like, this is just the... It's an object, yeah. and you could do. <laughs> it it would be like you know beating up your Roomba because it keeps getting stuck on the rug. Exactly. Like, and like it's... Light programs all of his robots. It sounds like with self determination, and that's like the one difference between him and Wiley's robots. And um, like what self determination means is is apparently extremely nebulous in this because like. I don't know. They uh, they they really don't seem to do anything except for want. Like right. Like they just 
Uh, yeah, they just do what they're told. Yeah, it's, it's grotesque. It's not like they have any any real, you know, p- autonomy. No, it's grotesque and it's consistent is the other thing too. It's like, like all of these characters are actually treated in the same way. And the only one that doesn't seem to be aware of the fact that this is hellish are the writers of the show or maybe like the show itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's because they're just assigning an, an undue amount of sentience to these machines. Yeah. There is oh. um, one other good joke in the whole show though. Oh yeah. Um, the uh, news anchor, uh, who is like covering there's a, a scene in a later episode where um Mega Man has been like half programmed. I mean it's the next episode. It's the next episode. Okay, yeah, we could just we could just Which is still in our you know, in our purview of yeah, three episodes. That's true. Oh, um, you wanna you wanna kick off the explanation then? Because it's hell. Yeah. Uh so Dr. Wiley sends Ringman who has like gruff trucker voice to <laughs> to break like into a science lab yeah which i yeah at, at some point all right we gotta look up look up ring man and cut man so that we can tell what the difference is between like what I had just the functional so difference so. between both of them is. he has a ring-shaped boomerang um Okay, well, that's not a boomerang. Oh, okay. So, so he's a combat robot master that was specifically created by Dr. Mikhail Kosick, um, specifically what? to terminate Mega Man. Oh, all right. So I was going to say, like, if that is a combat robot, that is fucking grisly. Yeah. Yeah, right? So he's, he's oh, right, because if this is just used to fight wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he... First appeared as the central antagonist in Mega Man 4, the guy who made God, him. God, it's some Warhammer 40k shit. But then later became an ally of Mega Man. He okay. is a robotics engineer that graduated from the Ural Technic- Technical University and is affiliated with Stravinsky Academy of Sciences. Wow. Ural State Technol- Tec- Technical University is a real university. <laughs> Why did they use huh. this real university? <laughs> In order yeah, to, in order to make up the backstory for this character, I guess they just like needed a Russian or Soviet character. Because when was Mega Man Four released? Uh, ninety one to ninety three. So this is post the fall of the Soviet Union. Why? Hmm. Super weird. Anyway, Ringman shows up. Yeah, they break into this science lab, and there's a robot scientist working on a robot. Um, uh, and Mega Man shows up and just shithouses all the Wiley's dudes. Yeah. Uh, and then we get to... Yeah, what's this character? This, this character's whole deal, which is that he wants to make a robot into a real boy. So he's obviously based off of Geppetto yep. from Pinocchio. Yep. But he has been given the unfortunate name Dr. Pedo. It's I don't understand how this possibly good happened. God. Like how, surely yeah, how could that you must not? have been slain before 
like before. It this, definitely right? was like in the UK at least. Yeah, and I you don't should be know. Like, hey, maybe maybe don't. Yo, yo, I wasn't. I was like pretty sure when we were writing it down. But now that we're actually saying the words out loud, let's not call him Doctor Petto. <laughs> How about Gia? Can we do Gia? Doctor Doctor Geppo. Just call him Geppetto. Just like call him Doctor yeah. Geppetto. It's not like like these. It it's for kids. They they don't remember Pinocchio. No, they don't. And like even in the world where Although, they do, there's not like God. a reveal, right? There's not like like he's introduced as as the um the the doctor that turns robots into real boys, which like makes so much worse the name. Yeah, Ugh. we did just get. Did you watch the the trailer for the new Pinocchio movie? Absolutely there not. Are th- there are three Pinocchio movies this year. Dear God, what? So there there was this uh, uh, Russian one starring Pauly Shore. Okay. That came out at the beginning of the year. That was like, God, the trailers are just fucking hilarious because it's just. Pinocchio running around and the voice is Pauly Shore just being like skit skit skidoo. Oh my god. <laughs> and then there's a Guillermo del Toro one that's coming out that looks really fucking cool. And then uh Disney announced that they're doing the same like quasi live action thing that they've done with uh Lion King, Beauty and the Beast and all that shit uh with Pinocchio. Okay. And they put out this trailer and Tom Hanks is playing Geppetto and like there's there's a CGI Jiminy Cricket running around and that seems more natural than than Tom Hanks (laughs) trying to be Italian (laughs) which is so bizarre (laughs) Uh, so uh Anyway, anyway, so yeah, so it turns out Doctor Petto is actually uh, Doctor Wiley's robot that he made to put a brain chip into yep. Mega Man so that he could control him, and then uh, Mega Man does a nine eleven, um, and Bree Ricotta shows up and reports on him. So the plan is like, I'm going to make Mega Man do a nine eleven, and then everyone will hate Mega Man. <laughs> and it kind of works like instantly it does I, I was very confused there was a point at which it looked like they were trying to steal the building because they had it like hooked up to a helicopter so I, I wasn't sure if like was Dr. Wiley trying to blow up this building or steal it and and then it just like the helicopter maybe lifts it up a couple feet and it falls down and just crumbles so i yeah i wasn't sure like is he just tried because it seems like he could have stolen the building he's got to be stealing a lot of stuff he has this giant castle with a fucking like huge skull out in the desert somewhere that for some reason no one's raiding i mean um in order to raid it they would need to like want to do so right and want to end this whole this whole thing, but for the same reason that Wiley doesn't kill um, Doctor Light, any of the, the millions of opportunities that he has to do so, like that is a normal flesh and blood man. And instead of killing him, they 
he fills a bathroom full of acid in order to try to melt down Mega Man. Like, that's clearly not what either of the two of these want, is to end this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he could have just had that fucking butler robot put a pillow over his face when he's sleeping. <laughs> he's an old human like, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then it turns out uh, that... Um, yeah, Dr. Wily's controlling Mega Man. Yeah. Which we kind of already knew, but it just keeps going. The thing that they needed to eventually break him out of um, Dr. Wily's control, apparently, was to have Roll um, just, like, uh, be sarcastic at him. Yeah, apparently. And that's the most useful thing that Roll's allowed to do. And and then he saves the Lincoln Monument. Oh, God, I forgot about that part. Yeah, there's, like, (laughs) some, like deeply before, bizarre worship of so, the Lincoln Monument. Uh, before that happened, they're just, like, blapping at each other in front of the Lincoln Monument, and I see, like, one of the shots go stray, and I was gonna make the joke, like, oh, yeah, so then that, that, fuck, that shot, like, just took out Lincoln's crotch or whatever. <laughs> but no, then they actually call... <laughs> They call attention to it, and they show you the Lincoln Monument, and he tries to shoot the monument, and Mega Man jumps in front of it. <laughs> Get down, Mr. President. Right? Get down, Mr. <laughs> Just Statue rock. Of a president. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we forgot to talk about Eddie. Who's... Oh, God, Eddie. Uh, Eddie, Eddie, the little robot with the energy drinks. Um... Yeah, he makes two appearances, both in the first episode and the later one. And it's supposed to be, like, a representation of the, like, energy thing that you can consume in the Mega Man games. But he's got the worst fucking delivery. And, like, I just, like, hate this characterization. It seems like it's meant to sell a, um energy drink that doesn't actually exist. There is a Mega Man energy drink that you can buy, but no. it just looks like one of those, like, newer licensed things. Good. Because <laughs> it, it doesn't look the same. I doubt that it glows in the dark. Although I might have to find some. I'm pretty... Actually, I might have bought one of these at Hy-Vee. Like, recently? So Hy-Vee always has... No, I mean, these are made recently. They're on sale. Like, you can buy them on Amazon right now. Why? There's this brand that just, like, licenses all kinds of shit and just makes energy drinks based off of it's. uh, The brand is Gosu Toys. Good. Uh, So they've got, God, there's a, a Gretzko energy drink. Of course they have a Rick and Morty one. Obviously. Of course they have... Oh, they made uh, Senzu beans from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's a, a... What? They made a Ted Lasso energy drink. <laughs> I wonder how much these things need to make. God damn. Every time they they come out with one in order to break even. I mean, it, it just has to be enough to pay for... a graphic designer to yep. <laughs> put Ted Lasso on the outside of a can. Yep. There's a Bob Ross energy drink that they made. Noti- notably hyper energetic fucker Bob Ross. God, this is fucked. I don't I hate this. <laughs> uh, these are good. 
Uh, there's, yeah, Dragon Ball Z spirit bomb energy drink. Oh, I didn't say the, the, the one good joke that I actually cared about. Um, and it's that the reporter's name is uh, Brie Ricotta, who is oh, reporting yeah. on the destruction caused by fucking Mega Man. Which is just, like, out of nowhere, and it just doesn't... It doesn't add to anything. It doesn't make any <laughs> no. damn sense. Their name is just Brie Ricotta, and that's awesome. Okay, so there's a Sonic energy drink and a Pac-Man energy drink and a Hello a Kitty energy, energy drink. drink. Yeah, at least the Sonic given. one makes sense. Yeah. I'm like, goddamn Bob Ross. <laughs> it's the kind of thing that, like, um, I feel like the target audience is actually just, like, um, a parent who's trying to be supportive and being like, look, I know you like painting. Yeah. yeah here's a Bob Ross energy drink that I got for you at the Hy-Vee. So now you can get all fucking jittery before you try and do an oil painting. <laughs> I mean, that man had energy to his uh, to his work, you know? He did actually, like, he was moving fairly fast. It's yeah. just that the voice and everything makes, like, he was chilled out while he was doing it. But he was tearing ass through those. Yeah, he was not um, imbibing energy drinks, though. I guarantee fucking that. <laughs> That's not his his uh, um, performance-enhancing drug of choice. God. I wonder when the tell-all about him is going to come out, and it'll just be like, yeah, he was just doing fucking railing coke before every single <laughs> painting. Against all odds. Uh, the, you know, the worst part about it is that all of the licensing stuff for him, like, none of that actually goes to his family. What? It all belongs to some shit-ass corporation. So, like, don't buy the Bob Ross Chia Head. Don't buy the Bob Ross Brushes. Don't buy the Bob Ross Energy Drink. I mean, I shouldn't. you shouldn't need to be told not to buy any of these things. But if you do, then, then don't do it. I mean, at least the brushes make sense. Sort of. I mean, like, uh, get He brushes. used those. Oh, those are the ones he actually used? Like, uh, them, no. No. Same, like, model? No. Oh. But you could be tricked into thinking that. I almost was, inadvertently. Right. That sucks. Oh, there was another line that I wrote down that came out of Dr. Petto when he's trying to convince Mega Man to become a real boy. And he's like, I like being a robot. I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) are you sure you know what happy is which is you know it's a fair question yeah very deep question and then he's still a robot Uh uh-huh but he has the german man whispering into his head his feelings anyway you are gonna get to i assume a yeah give a numerical review for this numerical review of some type yeah uh god I, i go with uh five super fighting robots out of probably is it seven or eight that they say in that intro uh eight because it's uh, the the like start screen is a three by three grid with mega man in the middle oh yeah or with wily in the middle maybe i can't remember um i give it two cans of bang energy which i Mm. presume is is what is actually contained in this I don't, he drinks it in the third episode and it is glowing <laughs> like it it's is like very clearly some type of like it, it's it seems like it's that uh obviously radiation doesn't actually make things glow 
but it seems like it's supposed I mean, to be does. radioactive. Because, like, uh, radium. It's like radium's whole deal is the fact that it glows. Is it? Yeah. That's why it was, is like, painted onto clock hands and shit like that. Huh. And why uh, thousands yeah. of people got mouth cancer. All right, here's pictures. All right. All right. Well, well that, um, thanks that's for, our episode. for joining me on this Mega Man adventure. Uh-huh. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. And big thanks to the composer of our theme, Miles Morkery, and to Bernadette Meeker, the artist for our thumbnail. We're OnTwosPod on Twitter.com. Our website is OnTwos.club. You're the best. Good night. Good night.